And next week, we get to have about 200 kids and leaders from throughout the state of Hawaii that's going to come to our campus, again, to experience the love of Jesus and to know that there is a hope for their future. And for the adults, we are continuing to serve out in the Puna area. And I love this story. I was actually serving this past Thursday, and there's a group of ladies there that I have never seen before. And, you know, we have three services, so that's quite possible. So I asked them, hey, how did you get involved? And they don't even come to our church. What happened is they wanted to get involved somehow with what's happening in Puna. So they went online and they typed in the words, Puna, Relief, and Food. And New Hope came up. So then they called and said, hey, can we be a part of that? So they're coming and they're serving and they're getting to give. And what I love about that is that because of your generosity, because of your obedience to God, we have kids that are experiencing the love of Jesus. We have adults that are getting to do what God created us to do in the first place. See, all of us are created in his image. And because God is a giver, all of us give. And so through your generosity, everyone gets to experience that giving and that reaching down into who we are. And so I want to thank you for that. Thank you for being obedient to God with your tithes. Thank you for being generous with your offering. Thank you for being the church. Now, if you're visiting here for the first time, after all that, don't feel like, oh, I got to give. You can um, just receive the service, receive the message that God has for you, receive the hope. If you're from another church, I understand your tithes go there. Giving is something that you get to do if you want to. But if you're a part of New Hope, then this is where we get to say, you know what, Lord? What you're doing and being a part of that, that's my heart. I want to do that. I want to give. And I want to be the church seven days a week. Would you bow your heads and let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for calling us. And thank you for giving us an opportunity to consistently be your body. Lord God, would you receive the tithes and the offerings that we bring? And would you use it, Lord God, to expand your kingdom, to bring hope so that everyone from the kids all the way up to adults would know that there is a God who loves them, who has a plan for their life, and who has a hope in a future. Bless these tithes and offerings, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today, Pastor Sheldon is beginning a series entitled Discover New Hope. And, you know, there's always something new that we're learning. Or sometimes when we're communicating, we're assuming people know things that maybe they don't know. And the place I see it the most is in our kids. Sometimes we say things to our kids, and they look at us, and we're like, what? You don't understand. Well, sometimes in that expectation of what they know and don't know, we kind of miss out on, you know what? There's a reason why they don't know. So let's take a look at what happens when we expect our kids to know something that they don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay, this is for a PlayStation. Who is the president of the United States? Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Where is the White House? <laughs> like in the United States. Do you know what state is it in? Is the United States not a state? No, it's not a state. It's not. No, it's a country. Okay, um, Washington. D.C. Washington, D.C. Do you know which state the White House is in? Um, 
United. Who is Elmer Fudd? That's so funny. I don't know. You never heard of Elmer no. Fudd? No. No, is he important? You never heard of Elmer Fudd? Looney Tunes? Bugs Bunny? Daffy Duck? Okay, I've heard of her. Her? Is it that? Is it, is it Daffy Duck a girl? Elmer Fudd. I have no idea. This guy? Oh, yeah, the, the gibberish guy. No? Isn't that the hunter guy? That one that's like. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> no, that's a pig. He's a pig. He's a person. Oh. Do you know who the Fonz is? No. Have you ever heard of Happy Days? No. Yeah, from Happy Days. I know Happy Feet. Who was John F. Kennedy? Our president. An actor? He was a president. Is president in like the 60s. Do you know what that is? <laughs> um, I feel like it's for your camera. Is this a hard drive? No. Um. Storage? Is it like a storage, like a um, USB? Is this a DVD? Do you like put it in like the DVD player and like you watch it? Oh, it's the VHS tape. Yeah. This is the movie thingy. I forget what it's called. But it plays movies. I need to insert it into the DVD, um, a player thing. It's like old style. You know what it's called? Um, a, a, a cassette tape? Okay, so this is a, I don't know what it's called, but I used to watch Barney with this. And like, I used to watch it and then, um, my papa would have to like rewind it with his fingers. It goes in the TV, but like in the box under the TV. Oh, this is the tape thing. Yeah, the one that you put in the thing like that. I used to have one of these. Can we thank your brilliant children for knowing these things? <laughs> oh, man. You know what I love about that is, it, doesn't it give you an age? Like, how many of you knew all of those things? You knew it, right? We, how could they not know Elmer Fudd? How could you not? <laughs> Who else? No one else laughs like Elmer Fudd. Daffy Duck? Was Daffy, how could you not get that? But that's the generational gap, right? There's a difference when you grow up in that uh, season and then when it's all done. I mean, we still see certain things like that. But the fawns? You could not get the fawns? But again, it's things that we grew up with or those who are in that category. There are certain things that you'll know and certain things that you won't know. Uh, we're going to try one using an older generation 
bringing in new technology. So look forward to that one someday soon. That's going to be fun too. But if you look at these two different generations, you're going you're gonna to know some things and you're not going to know some things. And that's what Discover New Hope is all about, especially here at this church. There are going to be some things that you know of and then some things that you don't know of. So for the next four weeks, we're going to discover new hope. Not just as a church, but also our new hope in Jesus Christ. So a couple things happen is for those of you who are looking for a church to belong to or a home church, this is the perfect series for you to be in. For the next four weeks, we're going to explain the heart and vision of our church. And if you're looking for that church you want to belong to, then the next four weeks will help you to make that decision. This is a part of our membership. And for some of you who are saying, well, I've been a member here, then this is going to be a refresher for you. It's going, it's going to uh, sharpen uh, what you've been knowing and your heart. And, of course, the vision here at New Hope, it's going to sharpen all of that because you've heard this before. Or maybe there are some things that are new that we want to update, we, update you with. But we, we have those different categories in here. You have the new people. You have uh, those who have been here for years. And then you have people who are here for the first time. And maybe you're checking things out. Maybe you're visiting, so you're going to get a snapshot picture of the heart and vision of our church. When you came in, you're given this bulletin, this little booklet, and this is what we're going to be following this morning. Some of you use the church app, and if you are using the church app, uh, we're going to have to update the app because there are some things that I didn't include in it. So if you take notes on the app, as we update it, whatever you took notes on is going to be erased by the time next week. So if you want to take notes today on the app, our church app, then email it to yourself, and it'll give you all the answers anyway. And then next week, if you want to take notes on the app, it'll be all refreshed. And I apologize for that. I should have given them the updated version, uh, but we'll get there. You might find some typos in here. Again, I should have double-checked my typos, and, uh, but it gives you an opportunity to, because some of you do this, you find typos, and not that you feel good about it, but... God has gifted you in such a way to find things like that, and you can serve on our bulletin team, and you can be that person. You can say, here's a typo, 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 and then you can help us through that way. So as we go through Discover New Hope, you're going to find also that everyone is gifted to serve somewhere. Everyone has a gift. Everyone has a talent. And you might think, I, I don't have a talent, but I, I can find when things go wrong that's a gift. Not everyone has that gift. So you can even find mistakes that take place. But we're going to be going through this booklet. Also in this uh, booklet, you have, of course, our bulletin with the different things on it. But I want to take you to this flyer right here. And it says New Hope Church, 2018 Church Membership Sign-Up. Part of our membership is going through Discover New Hope these next four weeks. And it allows you to pray about becoming a member. Now, some of you attend church, and that's great. You attend every week. You're faithful. But there is a difference between attending and becoming a member. An attender receives. And there's nothing wrong with that because you're growing in your relationship with the Lord. A member receives and then contributes. That's the difference. You serve somewhere, and you're a part of the body of Christ here in serving. Uh, you, you contribute with your resources or giving. Uh, you serve with your gifts and your talents. So that's what these four weeks are going to help you with. It's praying about being that member. I look at it as whenever we said yes to Jesus Christ, we, we're now adopted into the family of God. That's how the Bible puts it. We are, we are adopted as sons and daughters. 
So now that you're adopted into the family, you're now a participant. It's kind of like a, a normal family that adopts a child. Let's just say you had four children, your biological children, and as they're growing up, everyone has an assignment. They do chores, they clean their room and things like that. But then you adopt a child and you bring them into the family. That child now also has responsibilities. You don't have your adopted child on the side and say, you don't have to do anything. You just sit here, relax, while your siblings clean the house. They have their choice, but you don't have to do anything. You're fine. You know what would happen? You would have, like, division happening within the siblings. They're going to look at that adopted child and say, why is he or she special? Why don't they have to be a part of it? But you include them because they're a part of the family, not exclude them. You're saying, no, we want to include you. Not, not, not that we cannot do these things without you. It's we want to include you because in the end, we all accomplish this together as family. And so it is with the body of Christ that when we all contribute to the working of the, uh, the gospel and the working of, of, of reaching people for Jesus, the end result, when someone says yes to Jesus, everyone rejoices. In fact, the Bible says when one sinner repents, all of heaven rejoices. So we get to be a part of that because we're included. We get to serve and connect. That's why with Puna Relief efforts, those of you who have been serving, you're preaching the gospel with the love of God in a way that people are receiving. And you might be thinking, but I don't, I don't preach anything. I don't say anything about God. Your love speaks louder than words. And Jesus said, this is how people will know that you're my disciples. Not that you know scripture. He said, this is how they will know. If you have love for one another. So when you love people in that kind of way, people find God. Because they're wondering, why are you guys loving us like this? Well, because God loves us and he loves you, so we're going to do this also. And it's a part of being in the family. So that's, that's kind of the, the gist of where we're going to be heading. And for some of you, you may have gone through this already. And you might be, uh, in November, you've gone through this. So you might be thinking, well, why do I need to fill out the information? If, you've, if you have already gone through this in November, then you don't need to fill out the membership card side of it. If you have information that is updated, then yes, you can give that to us and then we'll update it. But you don't have to go through this again. It's good for one year. But for those who have never gotten a membership card, then you would fill this out. And it's very simple. It's just your basic information. And then it says, I want to become a member of New Hope Church. And then you, you personally check that off. That Okay, I faithfully attend. I received Jesus. I attended or viewed Discover New Hope teaching, which is, which, uh, is this teaching. And then the next three weeks uh, or four weeks altogether. And then you would check that off. And then as a member, I am committed or striving to. And then there are those four areas that you would check off. And then you would sign it indicating that that's you saying yes. So you don't sign someone else up and say, honey, you are a member. They need to make that commitment. Children, you're a member. No, they make that commitment because it is their relationship with Jesus that they're growing in. We don't force this on anybody. They make that decision. And then you're going to get a card mailed to you with my signature. And then you sign your signature too. And we'll talk about that in the coming weeks, why we both put our uh, signatures to it. And it's just the coolest thing. And it's a, it's a wonderful, powerful covenant with God. And we get to do that together. So that'll be mailed to you. Also in here, it says 208, uh, 2018 ministries and overseer. And that's just a, a quick view of the different ministries that we have, as well as the overseers and how to get uh, in contact with them. If there is no email there, then you can always email 
the front office or our admin, which is admin at newhopehilo.org, and it's A-D-M-I-N, short for administration, so admin at newhope.org, okay? And then if you do have any questions and it's not answered with all, this, all of this information, then you can see one of us at our information center or call the church office and then we'll be more than happy to help you. But that's, that's, that's where we're going to be heading in the next couple of weeks. For some of you, if this is your first time, we welcome you. So grateful that you're here and we pray that God would continue to do the miraculous in your life. For those of you who have been here for a while, I was uh, out for about 24 days. Heidi and I went to our Foursquare convention, which we have every year. Uh, Foursquare is our denomination, which we will learn about in this series. But we went to Seattle and we spent maybe five days there or six days uh, at our Foursquare convention. At our Foursquare convention, we get to hear the heart and vision of our entire denomination. We also get to see what God is doing. You heard in our announcements that we're going to bring convention here to you. So you get a little bit of what we experienced at convention and just the powerful, powerful things that God is doing throughout the entire world through our denomination. As well as uh, we took that time to take a short break and then we, well, my son picked us up in Seattle and we drove back down to Oregon. Uh, my son Jordan graduated from college. Thank you, Jesus. So uh, it's, yeah, it's that turning point again. But we got to be there for my son, my youngest son Jordan's graduation. And that was a, a great time too. So once again, congratulations to all the graduates of 2018 high school and college. Well done. And that is a milestone in your life. So well done. And well done, parents, for you to, you know, persevere through all those years and for putting your hands to the plow so that your children can grow up and uh, become more independent as they grow into their young adult years. But we got to do that, spend time together. Uh, but no place like home. So good to be back. We miss your faces, like to see you and to come back home. It, it, this is our joy for Heidi and I. That was super long, uh, 24 days. But we just, we just miss you guys and, and so thankful that we're back. I had to get used to the Vogue once again because being in Oregon, it, there's no Vogue. Uh, right, clean air. I come back home and then, you know, your throat gets itchy, your stuffy head and all of this. But still, no place like home. Vogue and all. <laughs> but thank you guys for being so faithful. Thank you for serving all of you who have been serving on Thursdays for our Puna Relief efforts. Uh, you, you are making an impact. You are doing a great thing uh, for the people in our community. And of course, ver uh, different organizations and churches jumping in. Uh, we have a, a wonderful, wonderful community of people. And so keep spreading the good news. Uh, we still need people to serve. So if you're just hearing about this and what we're doing on Thursdays, uh, please pray about it and say, Lord, can I just contribute one part of it? Maybe it's a breakfast or a lunch or a dinner. And you're filled with joy. Ask anyone who serves at our Puna Relief efforts. The, the joy of the Lord and that strength that he gives to us when we do this together, is amazing, and we get to build relationships with one another. So pray about it, think about it. Uh, also, you can still give to our Pona Relief efforts, because as long as we need to, we're going to help feed uh, hot meals to people. And if God puts that on your heart, just obey him. Just listen for his voice and watch what he does with it. Okay, so let's jump in in our, in our booklet. You can open that up, and we just have a short letter from Heidi and I. 
and then uh, our mission statement. Some of you ask, well, what, is, what are we supposed to be doing here at this church? What is our mission? What is our assignment? Well, we took this out of the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, when Jesus died, from, uh, died on the cross and then rose from the grave before he ascended into heaven. He met with his disciples and he said, go therefore into all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach them everything that I have commanded you. And then don't forget, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. So Jesus gave them that, that commission. We call it the Great Commission. He said, this is what you're supposed to do. And this is who you are. And then Jesus gave us the power of the Holy Spirit so that we're now, we now have the Spirit of God in us to accomplish what he commanded us to do, which is go out into the world and reach people for Christ. So we put it this way so that we have a, a crystal clear direction of our mission that we present the gospel in such a way that turns non-Christians into converts, converts into disciples, and disciples into mature, fruitful leaders who will in turn go out into the world and then reach others for Christ. So there's a process from a non-believer to now I believe. And so when we say yes to Jesus, we receive a free Bible, some reading material that will help us with our walk, that's why we call it the yes table, because we said yes. And then from there, as a believer, now I become a disciple, which is a follower of Jesus. And now I'm discipled, and I learn about Jesus Christ. I attend church. I might start journaling. I get involved with different rooted and growing groups. And I, I learn, and I grow, and I build my relationship with Jesus. Everything we do is about our relationship with Christ. That's why you won't hear about religion here. Religion is man's attempt to get to God. I got to do good things. I have to do these things so that God is pleased with me. That's religion. But relationship is God's attempt to come to man. And he did that through Jesus Christ. He is already good. So we don't have to become good first in order for God to accept us. Jesus Christ died for our sins so when we accept Jesus Christ, all of our sins are forgiven, and now God looks at us covered by the blood of Christ, as it were, and Jesus paying the price for our sins, so now we can stand righteous before God. That's what happens when we say yes to Jesus. And now we have this relationship with him, we now are built up, we now are discipled, and then we now go into the world and reach others for Christ. That's our mission statement. That's the process that we go through. Membership allows us the opportunity to commit to the heart and vision of New Hope Church. That's what membership is all about. It's saying, I want to commit to, to the heart and vision of the church. Because our, our vision is very simple. This is what it looks like. It's very simple. It's to reach people far from God one relationship at a time. It's just that simple. That we reach people who are far from God, who don't have a relationship with God. Those who are searching, those who may be lost in the world, those who are wondering, what is life all about? You and I get to participate and partner with God in his attempts to reach people far from him. That's why we have church on Sundays. That's why we do what we do. So that when you invite someone, they get to hear how valuable they are in the sight of God in the hopes that they say yes to him. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. But that's what the vision is. It's to reach people far from God one relationship at a time. Some people ask me, they say, you know, I did receive Jesus, but I want more. I don't, what else can I, what else can I learn? Well, one, thing's, one thing we always talk about is a thing that we call devotions. Some of you know what that is. We just use that word devotions as a word to, to describe what we're doing. 
we're devoting our time to God by being in the Word of God. So we open up the Word of God and then we read. That's what we call our devotions. And on page 3, there's some blanks that you can fill in. Ephesians 5.15 says it like this, To be careful how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of your time. Time flies by so quickly, doesn't it? But the Bible is saying, then make the most of it. Don't just squander your time. Use it for something valuable. Invest time in your life. Invest in your life. And it takes time to do so. So when it comes to devotions, here's the first thing. You have to take the initiative to learn. It's not going to be someone else's responsibility. It's going to be our responsibility to take the initiative to learn. And you're going to have to take initiative. The Bible is not just going to float to you and then open up and say, I want to speak to you. You have to initiate it. You have to go to the Bible and open it up. And you're the one, the only one, who can initiate that. God already initiated it. He gave us his word. Now it's our part to initiate, to learn. Because the greatest wisdom, the greatest book of wisdom is the Bible. That's the greatest book of wisdom, the Bible. There are many great books out there, but there are many principles that are in those great selling books that many of those principles actually come out of the Bible. It won't be a scripture, but it'll be a principle that came out of a scripture. And so all these number one sellers, they're, they're, the, the principles are there that are from the Bible. Now, their method may be different, but the principle is there. And the reason why the principle is, 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 is working, the reason why those books sell great is because the principle is there. Principles don't change. As we often hear, methods are many, principles are few. Methods always change, but principles never do. And the Word of God never changes. That's why we read in Hebrews 13, 8, we have it up here, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. And so is the Word of God, that we get to be a part of God's work. And He teaches us, and we get to learn. So take the initiative to learn, because the Bible is the greatest wisdom in the world. But it's going to take discipline. You can write that in the third blank there, that you're going to have to be disciplined in your devotions. It takes discipline to get into the Word of God. It takes a lot of discipline. You will fight sometimes getting into the Word of God because there are other things grabbing at your attention. Now, let me ask you a question. Does it take discipline to go on Facebook? Does it take discipline to scroll through Instagram? Does it take discipline to watch your favorite Netflix series? It doesn't take much discipline. You sit on the couch, turn on the TV, sit on the couch, scroll through. doesn't take much discipline, but how much time is sucked out of our lives by these things. Yeah, it takes discipline to get into the Word of God. And here's why. Because your flesh hates spending time in the Word. Your human nature. Your spirit wants to. Your spirit is on the side starving. It's like, I need the Word of God. I'm dying. And your flesh is like, no, I'm going to watch Netflix. And your spirit is on the side dying and, and, and just emaciated and gaunt. And now you have to battle between the two. And you're like, oh, Netflix or devotions, Netflix or devotions. Well, whatever you feed the most will win when time comes. Whatever you feed the most. So when we're reading the Word of God consistently every day, you'll see your spirit get built up. 
some of us, and I've been at this place before where my life is like falling apart, and I go to the Bible, I'm saying, Lord, my life is falling apart. My marriage, speak to me. Give me something. And I'll read, this is what the sovereign Lord says about Edom. Who's Edom? I don't know that one. Okay, what about this? Lord? So it's almost like I'm desperate now. It's like I jumped out of an airplane with no parachute, and now I'm like, wait a minute. I got to hit the ground sometime. Lord, speak to me something. And God will speak. But why do I wait for desperate times? You see, if I, along the way, every day am consistent and I feed my spirit, then guess what will happen? Then every day when things are going to fall apart, I can correct. When my marriage is just about to get there then, or, or, or fall apart, then I make some corrections. When my relationships are just about to go bad, I'm making corrections. When, when there's one thing that goes wrong, I can make a correction. Why? Because I'm in the word of God and he's equipping me with his spirit to ask for forgiveness, to make the adjustments, to do what I normally cannot do on my own. He gives me the strength. And so I make all these corrections along the way. And then as time goes by, yes, every single one of us will have difficulties in our relationships. But the difference between someone who is in the word of God and someone who isn't is this. When you miss a day of devotions, you'll notice it. You know. Like, oh boy, I, I, I didn't do my devotions today. That's okay. The next day, get back on track. Just start the day that you're on rather than trying to catch up. Just start the day off. You miss a day, you'll notice it. You miss two days, people who are close to you will notice it. Your spouse will notice it. Your children will notice it. You miss three days, everyone else notices it. They'll notice it. Now, some, you might be thinking, nobody notices it. I haven't been in the Word of God for years. Oh, they notice. <laughs> you don't notice, they notice. But when you're in the Word of God, everything changes because it's living and active. That's why we always talk about doing devotions. Start a devotional group, whatever you need to do. Just get in the Word of God. We use, we use a, a, a reading plan. And so what we do is we bring that to doing our devotions. We actually have five things that we bring when we do our devotions, and it's listed there. But the first one is your Bible. Bring your Bible because we're going to read the Word of God. Some of you might use an app. You have a Bible app. That's great. But we use, I, I, like the, I, I use both. I use this one, and I use, uh, use my app. And it, both are the Word of God. So whatever your preference is. I like this one, too, because I can outline things or, or write things down. I can pass this on to my children or grandchildren. They can see the promises of God that, ha that have been realized or prayers, whatever it is, and that can be passed on. Some of you just like the pages. You like outlining things. You can still do that on certain apps, but just get into the Word of God. And then you also bring a pen. A pen, for some of us, is ancient. We don't use pens anymore. But what the pen does is it allows you to write things down uh, or even in a journal, you write things in a journal, which is the third thing you bring, a journal. And then you just list some things. We have at our resource center in our fellowship hall journals. And it's a, it's a simple, practical, easy tool to use to build your relationship with the Lord. And you get to hear God. You get to learn. There, we have a, a bookmark, which uh, is our reading plan. You can put that in the fourth uh, line there, a reading plan. And the reading plan takes you through the entire Bible in one year. For some of us, we have the classic reading plan, which takes us through the Bible in one year. And then we have an express reading plan. And it's a little shorter. 
Because for some of us, we're learning about doing devotions, so you might start off in the express reading plan, and it's all outlined here in our journals. And then you're going to bring your planner. So a planner is needed because most of the times when you're reading the Bible or doing devotions, you're going to have thoughts come into your mind. You're going to be reading the Word of God, and then you're going to say, oh, i got to remember, I, need to, uh, I have to pick up my son from school at 2.30 today. Okay, 2.30. Pick up my son. Oh, yeah, and I need, I need to uh, buy dog food because the dogs ran out of dog food. Okay, pick up my son, dog food. And then you're reading the Word of God, pick up my son, dog food. Reading the Word of God, pick up my son, dog food. What the planner does is it allows you to write it in your planner and then forget about it. It's already written down. You, you can stay focused on the Word of God because you wrote it down. Or sometimes you have to call someone. Sometimes a text message will come through. There's so many distractions that, you, that this helps you to stay focused on the Word of God. So you bring those five things and it helps us to stay on track. So we just put in here the best time to read. Best time to do your devotions. Because people ask that. When is the best time? Well, some of you get up early. Some of you sleep late. Some of you sleep late and get up early. Some of you slept four hours last night. So you're a morning person and a night owl. But when is the best time for you? For some of us, we say, but every time I read the word, Pastor, and I, people have told me this, they said, I feel bad because how come every time I fall asleep? How come I, I, how come I fall asleep when I read the word? I said, because you're tired. <laughs> it's not the word of God that's putting you to sleep. It's you're tired. Some of you fall asleep in church. Just checking, just seeing if you get anybody right now. But you do. Why? Because we're tired. When you open up the Word of God, find the best time when you're at your best. That way you can be attentive and then the Word of God will speak to you. There are times when I would read the Word of God. I'm tired. I stand up. I walk around. Sometimes I have to put on the audio version so that I can hear and read at the same time. So it just helps. Find ways to stay in the Word of God. And it just, it just helps to build your spirit. So what we use is an acrostic, and in that journal, in this journal that you uh, get from our uh, bookstore, you need to purchase it, it has an acrostic that we use, and many of you use this. It's what we know as SOAP. S stands for scripture. O stands for observation. A stands for application. And then P stands for prayer. So we use that simple acrostic to help us to have some type of system to be in the Word of God and we've been using this for years, and it's been very helpful. I put a little sample of my devotion on, the, on page four, just so that you can see uh, what scripture that spoke to me, what I observed from it, the application, and then the prayer that I put down. And it usually takes about 40 minutes to do devotions, 20 to read, and then 20 to write. Some of you, like me, I got to read over and over again. I'll read a passage. I'll read the whole entire paragraph, and I'm thinking, what just happened? I don't even remember what I just read. I got to go back. Sometimes I draw pictures on the side because I like art. So I have to draw out what I'm reading so it makes sense to me. Just find ways. But it usually takes around 40 minutes uh, to do so. Some of you might be quicker. Some of you can read so fast and remember it very well. You just got it down. You guys are like super reading genius people kind types. And you can, you can just it, it, you capture it. And then when you write... You, you, it just comes to you. Some of us are like, oh, I don't know what I just read. What? And some, you might think, oh, I, don't, I didn't understand anything. Uh, there's a guy named Joshua. Uh, I understand uh, he came from this place. Uh, I understand the words 
this, that, and is. But whatever you can capture, do your devotion on what you understand. Yeah, but I only understand like point. 1% of what I just read. Then journal on the point 1%. Yeah, but I don't even know anything. Journal on that. Okay, I read this scripture. I have no idea what this means, but here's my application. I'm going to keep reading the word of God until one day I'm going to understand. Here's my prayer. Lord, help me to understand your word. I need help, period. Amen. It's as simple as that. Because it's your relationship with God, not you as a professor teaching the word of God. You're learning. So it's okay in the beginning stages to not understand everything. That's our relationship with God. How many of you have been married for 25 years or more? Raise your hand. Do you understand your spouse 100%? That's what I thought. <laughs> 25 years, you're still learning. Like every day, something new. But you fight about the same things for 25 years for some reason. But you're learning. You're, you're constantly learning. You're in a relationship with the Lord, so you're constantly learning. And that's why we stay in the Word of God, because we're trying to build our relationship with Him. Even when you don't understand, just stay in the Word of God. I was going to talk about men and women, but you already understand that men don't understand. But we're going we're gonna to continue uh, in the Bible basics after that. Uh, and then as the weeks go by, we're going to learn more and more. So you can put away your notes, and, and I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. But this is such a great uh, season for us. As we learn together. And if this is your first time today, perfect time for you to capture everything that uh, we are as a church. Okay, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and then we're going to conclude in prayer. And then we're going to sing our final song together. So that, 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 uh, that worship to God is kind of like the last thing we leave with. It's just worshiping God together. Would you bow your heads with me as we conclude? Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for you. We're thankful that we can come together as family, as ohana, and learn from you. In this season that we're in, as we learn together, we want to be people who not just hear your heart, but we understand the heart and vision of this beautiful family called New Hope. And it's because of you that we get to learn and grow together. So Lord, teach us, show us who you are, mentor us, be our teacher, we thank you for being our Lord, our God, and for being our precious Heavenly Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for empowering us to learn. And thank you for breathing life into us. I pray for all of us as a family, Lord, that as we learn and grow together, that we collectively would be able to reach people for you. And I thank you for this, this church. And all the churches, Lord, that are preaching the gospel. That we're learning more about you every single day. And we need you, Lord. Because in our world, it's, it's not going so well. Many things are, but there are some things that can be better. It's all about your kingdom, though, Lord. That one day we'll see you face to face. But until then, we have a mission. And it's to reach people far from you, one relationship at a time. In Jesus' precious name we pray, and we all said together, amen. Can we just thank God for being our wonderful Father?